Hi, I'm Jake Parker with the What's Your Story podcast. Here I talk with my guests about their life experiences as well as current and long-term goals and what gets them through the ups and downs. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe, and if you don't already, follow my Instagram account at jparkerfitlife for actionable tips daily to live a healthier lifestyle. Enjoy the show. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the What's Your Story podcast. Today, my guest is Mitch Harb. He was actually the first podcast guest I ever had, uh, I believe. He was one of the guys who was very uh, beneficial in helping me figure out how to kind of navigate having my own podcast, an Instagram page, stuff like that. So I'm very happy to have him back on. Uh, and when I was thinking of a podcast topic for us to cover today, I wanted to sort of talk about how to make healthy lifestyle and healthy living easier. I know that one of my inclinations is to, you know, kind of, I like to delve into a lot of details. That's just kind of the way that I work naturally. But I think that it's helpful to break stuff down and make it more actionable and easy, uh, simpler sometimes. That's something that I think Mitch is very, very adept at doing, especially, you know, when, when you're, uh, your tagline is easy wins. So uh, go ahead and let Mitch give a little bit of introduction on his end. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, that, that was my, that's still my goal. My main goal with being in the fitness industry, you know, I never really wanted to, um, be in the industry. You know, I just kind of saw it from afar and I was just like, man, it's not really for me because I'm not like gung ho about all these things. Like, you know, you got to, like kind of when it comes to all those details, I was like, man, I just, I know what I need to do, the little thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I was like, hold on, maybe that's why I need to be in the industry to show people those little things that maybe there's other people who aren't really trying to be full time into all this stuff. They just want to live a healthier life. And, and I figured, yeah, I, let me show you, the little things that I do, because when you, when you approach it that way, it's really not that difficult. Mm -hmm. And so to sort of start off by kind of playing devil's advocate, what would you say? So I know for people like you and me, I think we can both say we've been in shape for quite a while. And it, I think it's hard to, hard to argue with the fact that it's easier to stay in shape once you are in shape. So yeah. what, what would you say to like an outside person looking in like, trying to get in shape and saying, oh, you know, it's easy for you to say, and you know, you've been doing it for a long time. It's easier for you to maintain. What, what, what would your uh, response to that sort of argument be? I would say that, I mean, they're right, you know, like, yeah, it, it is easy, but the only thing that I figured out is how to do it for a long time, mm -hmm. you know? And so that would be what I would rebuttal to them with is like, what can you do for that amount? Like I, I've been lifting weights for 15 years, right? Like I've been active and doing that stuff for a long time. I never stopped. So it's like, what's that going to be for you? Right. Mm -hmm. And like when it comes to nutrition, it's like, what, what is that going to be for you to where you can find some consistency and, uh, and it'll happen. Mm hmm. Yeah. And how do you, how do you think, uh, what are some of the useful ways you help someone look at the long-term path? Because like you said, when you talk about the stereotypes of the fitness industry, it's usually, you know, quick sells and quick fixes and trying to get immediate results. But as you and I know, it's really about trying to be sustainable and consistent over time. Yeah. I mean, it, and it's a, it's a daily struggle or a weekly battle, you know, is like really, that is the benefit the the benefit of working with a coach is like they're gonna be the ones who can kind of i guess quote unquote talk you out the ledge because mm -hmm. it's a struggle back and forth all the time you know you, you have people who start to see results then they feel like ah nothing's working and they want to give up and things like that i guess for me i try to i try to just open their eyes to mm -hmm. the the long path that there is right everyone wants the results in 30 days but i'm like you might live 60 more years so why like why do you need to have this in 30 days let's mm -hmm. figure out let's figure out how to set this stuff up so that those 60 years you don't have to worry about it right mm -hmm. you just knock it out get it out of the way make it that thing that runs in the background Mm -hmm. then you know we can we can move forward but i guess as far as like really 
working with someone to figure out what is going to like keep them motivated. You know, it's, it's about setting smaller goals. It's mm-hmm. about having that thing that you're going after each week so that you can say like, all right, I'm on the right path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, I'm just thinking about the fact that I kind of mentioned earlier, like once you, once you do, get in shape and you find the things that work for you, it really does. It never becomes easy, but it definitely becomes a lot more manageable. And I think that there's something, you know, so important to be said from that. Like once you really figure out what works and, you know, there's a lot of ways to approach it. There's probably a few key aspects that we all have to, you know, attain, which is like consistent exercise, uh, some sort of, you know, tracking calories, some sort of thing um, along that mental aspect. But you know, it's, it's so nice to be able to, like, for example, I was just telling Mitch, I'm on vacation right now. And it's easy for me to just take a few days and not worry so much about nutrition, you know, kind of eat what I want, knowing that I'm going to get back to my routine once I'm back home and exercising and eating right. And just realizing that that consistency over time is really what's going to be the most important. I think that something, one of uh, a couple of your, the posts that I always remember from you is like around the holidays, you're always reminding people to kind of you know, eat what you want, do what you want. Uh, just a couple days out of the year is not going to be the big change. What you do, you know, the other 300, 30, 40, 50, whatever days of the year is what's really going to be important. And and that is where, you know, it's kind of like uh, they say, like preparation creates confidence because mm-hmm. it's like, it's like the people who are worried about those days are worried because they're not, you know, solid the the other days. So it's like, man, wouldn't you rather just like figure it out during those other 300 days or the, even those other, I always think about this, like what about the 200 or so days that just don't really stand out? Mm-hmm. I would rather eat food that maybe didn't stand out, right? But got me to where I wanted to be on mm-hmm. those days so that the days that do stand out, I'm not worrying you know, I'm not yeah. wasting my energy and time mm-hmm. worrying or feeling bad. And that's, and that's a part of, um, you know, showing people the, the long, helping them play the long game is like showing mm-hmm. them those results. So I always try to, you know, highlight that stuff. Like, man, remember, you know, a month ago when you were freaking out cause you had that and now mm-hmm. you're, you're able to, and you weren't able to bounce back because that's the issue. People freak out, think I can't do this and they give mm-hmm. up. When in reality, like what I've always think that, like, what can't you do? Like you Mm -hmm. wake up tomorrow, you're going to have more meals to eat. Like you can just start again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The mental side to me is just so fascinating. I remember your post from just yesterday, the day before was essentially about, you know, how someone might feel good about eating like equivalent meals from Starbucks or McDonald's just because of that mental aspect of like, oh, this is healthy and this isn't but realizing that, you know, it's never that black and white with anything. Yeah. No, and, you know, more and more that I am on, you know, just other journeys, I realize the mental side mm-hmm. is, is the biggest piece of whatever you want to do. You know, like when you want to talk about building a brand, you know, mm-hmm. entrepreneurship, like it all kind of relates how I'm like, oh man, I've been doing this for, forever and it's not working out how I want it to and then you think like man I don't know I don't know if it's gonna work and now I I realize like that's exactly what you know dieters or or people Mm -hmm. who aren't in shape that's how they feel my only thing is like you're guaranteed I mean to a degree you're guaranteed if you do the right things with fitness like you're you're going to get in better shape Mm -hmm. whereas like when it comes to like entrepreneurship or building, you know, a, a brand, like you could do all the right things and maybe it's mm-hmm. just like, maybe it's just not a good idea. So yeah. I'm like, I wish more people understood that like, this is a pretty much a guarantee if mm-hmm. you put in the right work um, consistently, like it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the biggest reasons why I like the idea of being in the fitness industry, because it's just one of those things where, it's to a large extent, what you see is what you get, you know, and if you're going to put in the work, and like you said, if you're going to do the simple things over time, you're going to see results. You know, there's, there's, there's not a situation where like, like exactly like you just said, you're putting in the exact right, you know, tools and 
uh, implementing things in your life that you know are going to be beneficial and you're not seeing results. If you're not seeing results, then that's a direct indication of you need to change things. And so I think that's so powerful in itself. It's like, okay, you always know that there's, there's other options and there's um, measurable things to look at. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, again, that's exactly what more people need to know because they think it's just like, like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not good at fitness or, or health, you know, like it's just not for me. It's like, no, it, it is for everyone. Like you just have to find what that, what that thing that's going to work is. Yeah. And I think that quantifying it is really helpful too, where just like I said, it's one of those things in life where, you know, one plus one equals two, because like when you're talking about being consistent with your exercise, tracking your food and calories, I think that a lot of people can see it as a really abstract thing. And I can definitely relate to that to where my, my, my biggest uh, thing that I ever overcame was just going from like a bro science way of approaching things to a more evidence-based and realizing that, you know, I used to have this mindset of like, okay, I should eat a lot of protein. I should eat a lot of veggies and stuff like that. And going from that abstract to, okay, I'm going to try every day to have three or four servings of vegetables. I'm going to try to every day to eat this much protein, like really quantifying it makes it so much more attainable and, you know, easier to grasp. And that's why I don't, I don't understand why people are bashing that, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people are, and and I get it, I guess, because that's, that's just marketing, right? You, Mm -hmm. you you play that devil's advocate. So people, Ooh, I wonder what he's talking about. But Mm -hmm. in reality, man, I'm like giving people data, like that's almost like cheating, right? Like, it's Mm -hmm. like, here it is. You, all you have to do is, is this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was always like comforting for me is like having the numbers. So I'm like, well, if I know people, things aren't going right, like I'm probably not doing mm-hmm. what this says. And then it's like, like you said, rather than every day, like, man, I feel like I'm eating a lot. You know, I feel like I'm, I'm having this. It's like, no, mm-hmm. like you either are, or you aren't hitting this number. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of, I know that we both really like the Gary V podcast. And a lot of times I know like somebody will have like a guest on there and they're like, well, Gary, how do I know if this is working? You know, how, how do I know if I'm doing the right thing? And he'll usually say, well, like, is it improving your business or not? Like, are your business numbers going up or not? Because a lot of times it's just that simple, you know, mm-hmm. 100% relating it back to that. But uh, so it's going back to the mental aspect. Are there a handful of things you like to do every day, every week to kind of help yourself be mentally sharp and make sure that you're not letting your emotions get in the, get the best you stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I think I, I do my best uh, to start the day and end the day with some type of reflection, you know, mm-hmm. start the day reflecting on what I really want to achieve that day. Um, and then also what I'm grateful for, just so you kind of like come back down to earth, like, Hey, maybe Maybe I was upset that this wasn't working, but hey, mm-hmm. you, got, you got a lot going for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just have time to end the day, like reflecting on what I did, what I could have done better. Because um, otherwise, you're just you're just spinning in the hamster wheel. You don't really feel like you have time to breathe, and mm-hmm. and that that happens. You know that happens to me still sometimes. I'm like, man, I'm just kind of going from thing to thing to thing and i'm not really mm-hmm. um but i think that is is something i encourage all my clients to do as well is like hey like look at what you did do you know everyone's like mm-hmm. man i made this decision uh and they're all depressed about it i'm like but you worked out you know you mm-hmm. and you hadn't before and you know you you, you tracked what you're eating you hadn't before like mm-hmm. you hit those numbers and so I think, I think reflection is, is a real big piece because if you mm-hmm. don't, if you don't, then it's easy to think that you're just failing. Yeah. I think it's hard to remember that we're always going to be our biggest critic and the fact that, you know, we always kind of adjust to our current state. And so I say that in the sense of like, you know, like you say, if someone went from not working out a year ago and now they're the weekly routines to work out, you know, three or four or five times but they still might get down on themselves for this, this, and this. And like you said, reframing it, hey, like, look at yourself a year ago. You know, look how much progress you've made. Of course, it's just natural as humans to always want to be improving, but sometimes you really do have to reflect and say, you know, look how far I've come from what I used to be. And I think that that's something that's really useful that I do a lot 
if if I'm really kind of feeling down, it's like, okay, I've had a tough week, but look at where I am compared to where I was a year ago. And, you know, just get that back to that daily progress, those easy wins, as, as you'd say, really yeah. adding up over time. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's also like, I think people are afraid that they're going to do XXX and, and it's going to be a waste. Mm-hmm. But at the, at the end of the day, like, no matter what it is, if you, if you put a, a concerned effort in and, and actually like tried your best at something, like it's never a waste. Maybe it doesn't mm-hmm. get you to where you wanted it to, but it's going to be valuable. I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you say that, it just kind of makes me think people and, and I'm no different, you know, I say people, but it's so easy to get wrapped up in your failures and your mistakes. But I think one really helpful way to reframe things is just always think, you know, I, I made a mistake, I messed up, but what did I learn from it? And that goes back to that reflection of like, you know, maybe you did have a bad day or a bad week, some bad choices, some bad decisions, but just trying your best to say, what can I learn from it? And how can I hopefully not repeat the same mistake over again? That's part of the personal growth process, I think, as well. 100%. And, and that is that is necessary. Otherwise, yeah, maybe you will just be making those same mistakes mm-hmm. over and over and over. And then maybe you will um, kind of be, you know, wasting some time. So it's mm-hmm. like, I think it's like pick a lane, work hard at it for a, a certain amount of time and then reflect and pivot based on what happens. Yeah. yeah and that's another reason, a really important reason to set goals and really quantify things because another layer to it is like you can be doing the right things but you're never going to see immediate results and that's just like we've already talked about it's like you know if you you, you're going to have these fluctuations at first but I think it's very important to look at the macro picture and seeing what's going well overall and not just saying oh I've been doing this for a few days it's not working like for example things that are are more abstract uh, on the other end of the quantitative fitness side of things we were talking about like for example I like to try to journal regularly and it, it's not something where you're going to notice the difference in your mental uh, mindset like the next day or the next week. But over time, you might say, hey, I, I think I feel a lot more calm and I seem to be reacting less emotionally to things and just stuff like that. It's just really sticking with it. It's what's going to be important. And that's something that a lot of people aren't comfortable with or um, just don't do often is just have that awareness about themselves and their thoughts and their feelings and like what's going on. Mm -hmm. Whereas like you said earlier, most people just, most people just kind of just let their feelings run, um, Mm -hmm. run their lives. Mm -hmm. And that's why when you talk about building a personal brand, I always try to come at everything um, where it's emotional, mental and physical well-being tied together, because I think it's so important to note that, you know, you're not just going to be completely fulfilled just because, you know, you've, you've reached a physical goal or, you know, you are, for example, just have like reached this lean aesthetic physique. But if you're still mentally battling, you know, for example, anxiety, depression, stuff like that, you know, I, it, it all has to come together and, and be, be a singular focus, I think. hundred percent, you know, and, and anyone who's achieved, one singular goal, you know, will realize that like, oh, it wasn't everything I thought it would be. You know, most mm-hmm. people think that one thing is going to take care of every aspect. And then you're like, wow, I kind of just feel the same inside <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, doesn't really matter. Um, but, you know, I think maybe sometimes I go back and forth. Maybe that's something people have to realize is like they have to chase this goal really, really hard. And to and sit there in it and realize like oh my whole life's pretty much the same Mm -hmm. Um, so maybe i should work on other stuff too yeah yeah i think that that's so true because once i realized going back to that sort of formulaic way of looking at things i realized that you know if i can change my body and the way i feel why can't i change my mindset and stuff like that too and so that was one of the biggest sparks for me it's it's that's why i still think it's so tied together it's like work on yourself physically yes that's important but also make sure you're working on yourself mentally and emotionally and that's that's the best part about fitness is that mm-hmm. it, it's almost like a a training ground for it right so mm-hmm. it's like 
like, man, I don't know how to change in my life or even if it's possible, mm-hmm. but then you hit the gym and you're like, Oh wow. I didn't know that I could change myself like this. Look at what mm-hmm. I've done. And it's exactly what you said. You're like, well, if I can do this here, I could do this elsewhere too. Yeah. And you know, you don't need to look very far to, to see, you know, all the studies and different facts and stuff like that about how uh, exercise and feeling physically healthy really helps you so much mentally and emotionally, uh, especially just, you know, I, I definitely noticed it in myself. You just really feel a lot different. You think a lot different when you're getting regular exercise, just having that time of the day to get outside your own head and just in your body, I think it's so useful. Well, and I think it's also like, you know, the opportunity cost, if you're getting that in your head and in your body, like then you're not in that time doing the other things that typically mm-hmm. mess with your thoughts, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and ruin the, the mindset. So it's like, not only are you getting good in, but you're not getting bad inputs either. So it's like from, from before, like it's a, it's like two X what you were, yeah. <laughs> where you were at. Yeah, absolutely. So going back to the whole sustainability of being healthy, you mentioned multiple times, you know, you're a busy guy, you have a lot of different plates that you're spinning at one time. And so what are some of the ways that you make sure you're consistently living a healthy lifestyle? Yeah, you know, I just I, I make it a point to figure out what I what I'm capable of, you Mm -hmm. know, and so like, I don't have I'm not working on a a six day workout split, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, all right, I got to be in the gym for an hour and a half, six days a week. Like, I just know, like, I don't have that time. So it's like, all right, what about a four day split? And then, you know, there's a room for just throw in workouts. If you want to you go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, right off the bat, I don't commit to something that I know I'm not going to uh, really be capable of doing. Um, so I think that is just getting real with yourself when it comes to um, your time and, and your schedule. Uh, so, so that's a big piece. And then, you know, just being aware of what my days are looking like. Mm -hmm. So like a lot of times, a lot of times people just aren't, um, aware that, oh, wow, I've been sitting at my desk for literally eight straight hours. I haven't moved Mm -hmm. with me. I'm, I'm like, how do I, how do I incorporate just movement more in my day? You know, whether that be like, I'm going to park further away. So I got to walk out there. Um, I think we, we always try to avoid movement and and things like that. So Mm -hmm. it's like, how do we kind of add it back into our days? Um, And then I just try to also be aware of, I'm always pretty aware of what I'm taking in, you know, like I make meal prep easy and, Mm -hmm. and then I simplify my days as well. So it's like, all right, I know when I wake up, I'm going to eat this. I know mid-afternoon, I'm going to eat this. I know mm-hmm. lunch, I'm going to eat this. Rather than like every day, all day, like I kind of, kind of, I'm hungry. I don't know. Should I have something? What do I want for lunch? Like I hate, mm-hmm. I mean, I like, I like making those decisions when it's like a treat, but I hate thinking about it all day. And, mm-hmm. and the more that I can take that out of the equation, like the better off I am. That reminds me of my recent podcast with Nick Krantz. We were kind of talking about, well, I was talking about civilly how I'd kind of gone from when I initially found out about if it fits your macros type eating and stuff like that, I was all about it and, you know, eating like a wide variety of food and it works. But I, I mentioned the fact that it's, it kind of becomes a, a toll on your mind at some point when you're like, Oh, I wonder what I'm going to eat for breakfast tomorrow. I wonder what I'm going to eat for dinner. And just having, that staple of similar meals that you know are going to work for you and make you feel good is really going to be, you know, super important. And it goes back to, you know, intuitive eating versus tracking where, you know, if you are eating those similar meals over time, it becomes less necessary to exactly track all the food you're eating and calories and stuff like that, because you just know, you know, oh, this is pretty, this is going to be close to my calorie goals. It's going to help me get more protein. This, this meal is going to help me get more veggies, stuff like that. Yeah. And you know, the, one of the big barriers when within fitness and nutrition is people see it from the outside as like what competitors do, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they just compare everything to that. And I'm like, man, 
unless you have like a serious physique goal, right? Like it, it's just not that serious, I guess, when it comes to what you're doing. I mean, yeah, you, you know, you want to hit like the main functional moves. You want your, your workouts to be functional, but it's not that serious if, oh, I didn't get my, my precise volume on my bicep this, mm-hmm. this week and, and on the Friday, you know, like it just doesn't really matter. But people see what these bodybuilders and things are doing and they think like, yeah, I can't, I can't do all that. So that was what I want to always get across is like, man, let's look at what you can do. And if you could get consistent with that, you will not look like that bodybuilder, but mm-hmm. I don't think that's your goal anyways. And mm-hmm. no matter what, you're going to feel way better. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing that I like about the sort of, I guess I would call it the space we inhabit on Instagram where there's room for people to be more vulnerable and be honest about things. Like I know you're really good about that, but when you, you know, when the average person or even you and I can picture like the page of Instagram where, it's all about the aesthetic look and the cool exercises and the, you know, just being as ripped as possible, you know, those sort of things really, they are attainable, but it's just not really probably worth it for the average person to do what it takes to get that. But in the grand scheme of things, if you're consistent over time, one day or a handful of days, isn't really going to matter. Yeah. And, and I just look at it like I'd rather use fitness and nutrition to enhance the rest of my life then then make my whole life about it you know and that's just me i'm not saying it's the knock on someone who does want to compete or does mm-hmm. want to like really focus on that stuff but i'm not speaking to them you know that's that's what i try to get across like i don't that's not my that's not my goal here my goal here is mm-hmm. to talk to the people who don't don't think that it can be a part of their life and i'm here to tell them like yeah it, it really can and and you can figure that out we just have to actually figure it out. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of back to one of the most like hot mutton topics out there is like cheat days or cheat meals. I think that part of when, you know, if, if you're talking about an average person who goes from not working out to being on this all or nothing plan, and then they want these cheat meals and cheat days, and that's what's totally taken them off the rails. And I've kind of come around to where I was always really interested in that too. You know, like I, I w- used to be a lot more strict with my diet. So I would enjoy these cheat days or cheat meals. Whereas now, you know, if I really crave something, say I, I'm, a, I'm usually big on sweets. So if I want like a bowl of ice cream, I just have it, you know, and realizing that you don't have to wait till a certain day or go all out for a certain day if you want something. It's just a balance over time. Yeah. And, and for me, it's like I always, I always try to associate the feeling that I have after eating things. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you might think, ooh, that sounds good. But I'm like, well, what do I have to do today? You know, mm-hmm. if, if, uh, you know, eating a huge cinnamon roll or something doesn't really make me feel that great. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm like, ah, I'd rather just get some things done. But then there's days where it's like, I, I can feel not my best and that's mm-hmm. why I'm going to have it. You mm-hmm. know? So, so yeah, I think when, when we chase cheat days and cheat meals and things like that, it'll never really satisfy you because you'll do it. You won't feel great. You'll start to question everything. And then, mm-hmm. and then the next time, like you're just going to want to like top it or something like that, where it's like, yeah, man, just let yourself have a taste of whatever you think is going to cure your whole life. You know? Mm-hmm. I know. And I always thought it was interesting. My viewpoint on cheat days and cheat meals used to be like, I don't know exactly how to phrase it, but it was like, you do this, this one day and it doesn't count. But it's like, once you realize back to thinking about, you know, the science behind diet and nutrition and evidence-based type things, it's like that stuff never completely goes away. You know, so if you completely binge, uh, I I know luckily one of the really popular infographics I see on Instagram a lot is like someone plotting out what it looks like to have like a cheat day or cheat meal and how it can ruin your week's progress. And I think it's important to realize, you know, the whole cheating aspect is never like it's never going to be undone easily. It's like those calories you eat are just uh, as impactful as if you were to spread them out throughout the week. Yeah. Well, and, and that, that is a good point because what you'll realize too is like, I guess the, the more that you give in or whatever to, mm-hmm. to those things, 
actually the more you're going to want it. Right. So like, Mm -hmm. that's why for me, it's like, just choose either or like, do you want to have sweets? Then let's figure out a way each day to get that in and and fulfill that. You know, maybe that's fruit some days. Right. Um, And then, and then I'll notice in myself times where I won't have those things, you know, you go a few days without it and you're typically you're fine. Like, it's not Mm -hmm. like, it's not like, uh, just building up. But I think the more that you, more that you give into that stuff, like the more you're just like, let's have more, let's have more. Yeah. Yeah. You can kind of let it pass. And it seems like, I know that something interesting I heard before uh, that Mike Matthews talked about was just the fact that on the opposite end of like, say you're some person who says, Oh, I don't like healthy food. It's interesting that there's like studies out there that if you, if you eat these foods that you, I mean, to some extent you want to deal with any foods that you hate, or if there's foods you're not that crazy about and you eat them consistently over time, your body kind of adapts to like them. And so I think just like you said, it's kind of the same thing with sweets. Yeah. If you're eating like a candy bar every day, you might think, that you really just inherently enjoy it so much, but over time you're, you're not going to miss it as much and you're not going to feel like you need that. Yep. No, that's, that's a great point. And that's something more people need to realize is like, no matter what you change that day, it's probably not going to be like, you're not going to have this. Oh, not all the time. Like, Oh, uh, this is what I love now, you know, mm-hmm. but, but you have to give yourself time to get used to it. And, and typically you will, um, but, but I think most people think like, if I don't try it within six seconds and love it, like, it's just, mm-hmm. not, it's just not going to be for me. You know, like there's times where I'm like, Ooh, I can't wait to eat this barbecue sandwich at this, you know, Southern spot. Like that's going to mm-hmm. be, but I can't have that every day. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't function. Uh, something I thought that would be interesting to share is so you have the easy wins podcast and you are talking to a lot of health and fitness professionals um people like that and so i was curious what are some of the similar habits routines stuff like that ways that people uh, are able to make their healthy lives sustainable you know talking to people from such various you know career paths um, philosophies and stuff like that yeah, you know, I mean, one that always gets brought up, um, but I mean, really, you can't talk about it enough, is is sleep. And, sleep uh, gets I, underrated for sure. Yeah, I think people people are always looking at that the way around that, but in in reality, it's like that is that is the should be the framework of what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people are always like, well, what, what kind of pre-workout kind of energy, you know, what kind of this or that? It's like a good sleep, you know, like that, that's, what's going to really do it. So like literally everyone that comes on preaches something about sleep. Um, another thing that I noticed and, you know, it's, it's a lot of, you know, they're all in the industry, but they all find some time to exercise their body Mm -hmm. I think like you know it's it's funny when you look at people like oh these guys are doing all the things I want to do these guys are look to seem so happy and do all these things it's like well yeah you got to look at those those things like we talked about earlier there's it's proven that exercise Mm -hmm. helps with that so it's like if these guys are all doing it, like maybe there's something there. And I think that's what I realized with a lot of people. It's not always that like, Oh, they all just are, are freaks that love lifting. It's like, no, they all feel what it's like to have consistent exercise and also Mm -hmm. what it's like to not. And like, they don't want to go back. And I think, Mm -hmm. That's what I see in in myself. That's what I see in a lot of people is like, once you know what life can be like when you eat nutritious and healthy foods, once you know what it's like when you work out consistently, like, I don't want to go back to feeling like crap all the time. Like, that's not, that's not fun. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And like I said before, I, I frame things a lot of times from like my old point of view. 
And I think that I always had the point of view where like, if someone was really in shape, then they were just able to channel this, you know, different sort of work ethic or drive in the weight room. And they were just doing these intense, you know, workouts all the time. And then over time, I realized that it wasn't that, but the difference between myself and people like that is, like you said, is just, they're so consistent, you know, and they know that even if it's just a, a like a small short workout, doing that over time is going to be much more impactful than if you just completely destroy yourself, but then, you know, you need so much more time, extra time to recover and you're so sore that you don't want to work out the next day. Just really being consistent over time is what's important. Yeah. And that's, that's what I've noticed in everyone that I've talked to is they've just found that thing that they can be consistent with and they found mm-hmm. a way, a way for it to just be like, this is just what I do, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's what, I try to preach to everyone is like, you got to find what, what that thing is because right now, like everything is, is working the opposite. Like everything out there is created to help you not move your body. Right. So it's like now we've got to be um, intentional about finding what is that thing that I'm going to put in that, that is going to be a way for me to move. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so going back to the whole aspect of sleep, that's something I'm always really curious about because I, it's something that I think that when you want to be productive and you want to, you know, get a lot of things done, sleep oftentimes can take a back seat. And so what are, first of all, some of the important ways to make sure you're getting enough sleep? And then I, I guess that's, that's the question is just what are the ways that these busy people are prioritizing getting enough sleep and what does quality sleep exactly mean to these people? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really about like setting that limit, you know? So it's like, yeah, when nine or 10 o'clock comes around, like it's easy to say like, I'm busy. I got to do it. But I think it's more about looking at the big picture than the moment that you're in. Uh, So I know, personally and and what a lot of people say is like i'm looking at how am i gonna perform tomorrow right Mm -hmm. like what's the benefit gonna be of me staying up three more hours probably not doing a good job on this task Mm -hmm. versus waking up tomorrow and being refreshed ready to with a clear mind actually accomplish some things um and you know i think they, I think they just have a better understanding of things than most people. Cause you know, there's, they'll admit there's times where they really do grind it out and uh, maybe don't get the right sleep and don't follow the, the things that they prescribe or there's times of their life when they did, but they understand it rather than, and they understand what's going to happen the next day, right? Like you're going to crave a lot of food you know, you're going to think a certain way. You, you you shouldn't work out that next day when you don't sleep because now you're just making things worse, like things like that. Mm-hmm. I think they also have a better understanding of how to recover from, from those times um, so that they aren't just put on this perpetual cycle of, of just ruining themselves. Um, yeah. Because that's what I see. A lot of people, they, oh, they don't sleep. They wake up, give in to all the cravings that come along with it. Mm-hmm. and then uh and then try and work out two hours to like you know make up for or something mm-hmm. and uh yeah that, that just doesn't result in, in what you really want yeah yeah and when you talk about that like even the mindset part of it like I think that you'd probably agree it just seems like you're so much less sharp and you're kind of for me it's like more pessimistic and it just sort of you know, your mind just does not start off on the right foot. When you wake up and you're really tired, you've gotten like five or six hours of sleep or less than your optimal amount. It just seems like, you know, you're, you're off on the wrong foot right away, especially mentally. Yeah. And, and when you're not aware of what that's doing, then yeah, you, you start to make decisions in that mind state and you start to mm-hmm. give up on things in that mind state. And it's easy to do that rather than saying like, all right, you just are sleep deprived. Here's what's going on. Here's what we can do today. And, and I think it's also about like, you know, 
thinking long game, but like fight living to fight another day is mm. one that a lot of people are always like, man, uh, I, I missed out on sleep. I ate this. Well, I, I don't have time to, to sleep again tonight. Like I still got to get my workout in boom, boom, boom. Where, whereas I think a lot of these, these fit professionals, they know I'll live to fight another day. Today's not a day where I work out. Today's not a day where I push myself um, so that I can recover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then another thing that I'm curious about is like, I know you get up really early a lot of times for your classes and stuff like that. So how are you, how are you making sure that you're getting enough sleep? First of all, what is enough sleep for you? And then do you try to supplement that with like naps during the day? Like how do you make sure that you're staying on top of your sleep with your schedule? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, a learning process. Mm-hmm. I think for sure sleep wise, like I, I gotta get, I gotta get seven hours or so mm-hmm. in six to seven. I'll notice a big difference when it's closer to six or less. Like mm-hmm. I just know, like when I wake up, like you just have that like burning feeling, you know? Oh yeah. I agree almost, for sure. Almost like that headache. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so I, I make it a point, man, where it's like, no matter what I'm doing, I have that shut off time and I'm strict about it. Um, obviously, obviously there's times when, you know, I don't follow that, but I know what I'm getting myself into. Um, but I think it's back to that 80, 20 rule where it's like, Hey, you know, 80% of the time, if I can be strict about it, um, I'll, I'll be, I'll be better off and, and I can handle those 20%. But you know, most people, it's like, yeah, I want to go to bed at nine. And then it's like, ah, oh, I scrolled my phone for 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, you know, or, or it's like, man, and I used to be this way too. I just had to realize what I was doing to myself. You know, it's like, oh, I'm watching Netflix. The show's getting really good. I kind of mm-hmm. just want to watch another episode. And that shit, like that shit adds up. And you, you mm-hmm. end up in perpetual sleep revives cycle so i think for me it's just yeah finding out how many hours you need how you how you function on on different amounts and then uh it you know some days it is like if i feel really tired like i'm not ashamed to like lay down for a quick 20 20 minute nap Mm -hmm. and i'm pretty good about that um and i know a lot of other people they're like oh i have trouble sleeping and all that stuff but most of the time man and what i've found is like those people probably need to be more active during their day um and they probably i don't know maybe they need something else to work a little harder on because i'm pretty exhausted Mm -hmm. when it comes to the time when i want to go to bed and i fall asleep pretty fast Mm -hmm. yeah it's such a reoccurring thing you always hear like i know that something i always remember is from i don't remember exactly what podcast it was but I believe they were mentioning something about the guys that were training for the movie 300, obviously training to get super ripped up. And the, there was some, someone commented that the trainer for those guys wouldn't even begin to work with these guys unless they were committed to getting 10 hours of sleep at night, which is obviously like on the far extreme end. But when you're trying to build like a very extreme body, that just shows that what, what an important you know, aspect that is right there. And then another one was, I remember listening to, LeBron James on the Tim Ferriss podcast and he mentioned he's like I have to get my eight hours of sleep a night even closer to nine if I can and he's like even if I get eight eight and a half I'll probably wind up taking a nap throughout the day and that just goes to show you like if you if we think we're busy if the most busy people you know like the the widely regarded as one of the best athletes of all time knows that he needs like nine hours of sleep a day like we can try to get more too you know what I mean and and I think it goes back to Gary Vee it's like what are you doing with those other hours because Mm -hmm you have time most mostly and it's like you just got to figure that out how can you maximize it um but giving up that sleep like like i said you know maybe there's times where it's like we got to hit this deadline and Mm -hmm. and things got thrown at us but i think it's also being aware of of trends and like all right have you been trying to hit a deadline every week you know every Mm -hmm. three days like maybe there's something that you have to realign in your life um, because sleep is 
it's gotta, you gotta find a way. You know, that's what mm-hmm. I think, like I said earlier, everyone's always like, what can I do if I'm not sleeping? You know, what, what energy is best for this? What is best? For, it's like, doesn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. Drop all your energy trying to figure that out. Put it towards figuring out how to actually get the right amount of sleep in. Yeah. Yeah. And when you talk about just overall sleep hygiene, I know one of the most useful things that I started doing was just when I go to bed, I'll put my phone in another room. So I don't fall into that trap that we all know is so easy of like, oh, I'm going to get on my phone for a few minutes. And the next thing you know, it's a half hour. I think just separating yourself from technology is something that's really helpful right before you go to bed. Yeah. Is there any like other common sleep hygiene practices you've heard of or that you've implemented for yourself? One thing I haven't done is like, cause I read on my phone. And mm-hmm. so I'll read up until I'm about to go to sleep. Um, I think, I don't know, I like blue light or whatever, all that stuff, mm-hmm. but that hasn't really affected me. I mean, maybe, it, maybe it does and I don't really know, but um, I think staying off of social media, like having oh, a yeah. cut off of that, you mm-hmm. know, cause then it's like, it gets you in your thoughts and then you're th- thinking about this, you're checking this out and like that goes a long way. Whereas mm-hmm. like reading, I kind of, that's kind of like detaching from me. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'll, I think also an underrated thing that a lot of people, um, you know, think that they maybe can't afford or whatever, but I'm like, man, if, if you're not sleeping because it's way too hot in your room, like mm-hmm. you gotta, you gotta buy like a $200 AC unit for your window. Mm-hmm. Like I like your sleep, your sleep and who you become when you don't get sleep. Like it's, it's worth that investment. I'm like, man, just pay the initial money up front. And like your life will change. You'll, you'll have the energy to go make that money back. Yeah. And you talk about the energy. I know something you, I think that we've touched on before is like, for example, like the bang energy drinks or stuff like that is so popular now. And it's like, are those things necessarily bad? No, but you can't compensate by just like drinking one or two of those every day and getting five hours of sleep every night. You know, you got to really think about how am I going to get enough sleep and not just how am I going to compensate for it the next day? Yeah. And that's, that's something that um, I kind of a viewpoint I learned from Aubrey Marcus was like using these supplements and these, um, you know, caffeine and things like that as like enhancers rather than like <laughs> ways to live. Right. So it's like, that's what I try to look at is like, man, if I, you know, if I'm, let me, let's say I'm going to do a podcast or let's say I'm going to do a speech or something like that, or it's a big thing. I'm like, I'll drink a, a energy drink or, or a cold brew or something like that to get to that next level. Mm-hmm. Whereas, whereas most people are getting are doing that and drinking three of them just to like get to service level, like just to like yeah. be able to open their eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. All right. So last question here, we're about out of time, but I'm curious and this could be, um, like a long-term thing or just something that you've been focused on recently, but what's one of your soapbox topics that's really either you've kind of seen maybe on social media that's been getting you frustrated or that you just think like enough people don't know about this. What's, what's something that you're feeling really passionate about? Um, yeah, I think, I think two, two that come to mind. Number one is the, the tracking calories. Like mm-hmm. uh, it's so annoying, man, seeing people, big time people go the other way and say like, you don't have to do it because Mm -hmm. they're giving off, they're giving off this impression that some people can just eat intuitively and reach their goals. And it's like that person who is eating intuitively knows a lot. And the ones who are speaking about it, they have a lot of knowledge about nutrition Mm -hmm. and a lot of people, a lot of people don't. And Mm -hmm. so I'm like, I'm like tracking it. It might seem like lame or whatever, but this is how people learn what they, how to eat intuitively, right? This is how you learn. Like you said, when you quantify things, you can start to figure, figure things out. And then you can start to eat intuitively. Cause you're like, Oh, this is what, this is what 500 calories at a meal feels like with yeah, this exactly. amount of protein. And, uh, and I just think it's it's preaching the wrong message. You know, I get it. Mm-hmm. People can get obsessive about it and it 
it uh it can go negative but that's with anything you know so i just i just don't like people who have all this knowledge who have this extensive background who know all these things telling people like i mean it's it's like it's like me telling people like look i barely even work out i don't even do i do random shit in the gym and i'm fine you know like that that's not going to help the the person who's never done it before mm-hmm. you know like like you have to meet people where they're at and for most people they would re- like i don't know anyone who wouldn't benefit from tracking a little bit it's like when you hear the word it kind of makes you it kind of sounds like oh i can eat whatever i want whenever i want it's like people that are intuitively eating are intuitive about the amount of calories too whether it's like necessarily something that i think about or not part of the intuition is I know how many calories are in this meal. I know about how many calories are in my day. It's not just like, Oh, this sounds good. This sounds good. You know? Well, and it's like most people are eating intuitively. It's just their intuition is not right for what they need to be doing. Like that's what I don't get. I'm like, I'm like, bro, everyone is eating intuitively, but their intuition is telling them to grab the candy bar, to grab that Mm -hmm. donut. You know, so it's like we got to learn uh, another way to then come around and eat intuitively based on the numbers. I think I just wish more people knew how easy it could be because I remember thinking tracking calories was ridiculous. Um, and then when it comes to meal prep, I remember seeing the 30 containers filled with food on someone's counter. And I was like, I will never do that. Mm-hmm. And thinking like there's, I can't, I can't meal prep. So then I want people to see like, that's not what it has to be, you know, and that it can be easier and you can do a lot with not much time. Yeah. It's not like, yeah. When you say meal prep, just kind of like intuitive eating, it's not like there's a general direction where people's minds go, but it's like meal prep might be, Meal prep might not even have to do with food. It might just be like, I know that I'm going to, you know, say you have a busy week. I know I'm going to go and get this fast food this week. That's going to help me reach my goals. You know, that might be your meal prep for the week. Where like you do a lot of the time, just saying protein is one of the hardest things to get. And so making sure that you have that accessible. It could literally just be grocery shopping. Like just make sure mm-hmm. you got the right things the in your plan. house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thanks again, Mitch, for coming on. This was uh, another really fun episode. Uh, you want to end with any closing thoughts? Mention where people can find you if they're not with you on Instagram or whatever already. Yeah. Easy win at Easy Wins Mitch. Uh, Easy Wins Podcast. Those are those are two two good places to find me. And uh, yeah, Check, hit me up. I'm I'm always down to connect. All right. Well, thanks again, and we will see everyone next episode. This has been the What's Your Story podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe, uh, share with family and friends, and leave me a review. I really appreciate any and all feedback. Thanks.